Hello, and welcome to The Funny Thing About Yoga, where we talk all things yoga and maybe make you laugh a little bit. I'm Gianna Gambino. And I'm Bradshaw Wish. Enjoy the episode. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, I'm having so much fun. Hello, everyone, and welcome to season two of The Funny Thing About Yoga. It is Bradshaw. And Gianna. We're so happy that you are back to listen to season two. Can you believe it's season two, G? I can believe it. But what if they're not back? What if there's new people? Oh, if you have never listened to the podcast, then you should go back and listen from the beginning and catch up (laughs) and rate, review, and subscribe. And if you are a returning listener, we are very happy that you are here with us for season two. Yes. Do you want to sing them? New and old listeners are welcome. Do you want to sing them the season two song? Yeah. (laughs) Oh my God, it's season two. Oh my God, Bradshaw (laughs) and you. I can't believe that you're here still talking about the funny thing about yoga with G and B. Thank you. <laughs> My favorite thing to do. It was to kind of like it was kind of like a it was kind of like a Charlie Brown Christmas. Like Christmas time is here. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite thing to do is to ask you to make up a song on the spot because usually you will make up a song and sing it to me, and mm. then I like to reverse make you do that (laughs) that's fair i'm very talented i'm very um some would say um spontaneous Mm, others would say impulsive i I would say both i have never had those words used to describe me (laughs) no that is true (laughs) that's okay though we're working on it yeah you spontaneous (laughs) i feel like you used to be more spontaneous it's been a, a challenging couple of years. Yeah, but me. I think sometimes I can appear to be spontaneous because I think so much in my head about something that I like don't say it out loud until like the last minute. So people are like, where the hell did that come from? And you're like, I've been um, thinking about it for six years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, okay. So I want to know a little bit about your holidays. How were they? They were great. Um, I stayed in Chicago. I typically do a like friends Christmas, friends New Year's. That's what I did this year. I love not having to travel, honestly. Yeah, that's <laughs> for for the holidays. And uh, I love just being able to spend time with my chosen family. And chosen family is really important to me, as you know. So it was really, it was really chill, really relaxing, rejuvenating, and great food, great people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What about you? I was also in Chicago, as you know, I did not, this is the first Christmas where I did not like go to family or anything like that. And I actually chose to spend the holidays alone, which I think was more um, like scary to choose that at first, but I did have moments where I felt like really good about the decision and it Mm. just like it was like the right decision for me right now with all that I have going on so I have Mm -hmm. um yeah I had a lot of time to introspect and prepare we have a couple of things coming up that I'm working feverishly on like I don't mean to promote but it's just true like we're doing our yoga teacher training in this coming uh March and we have the online portion where people can sign up as early as February. So I've had a lot to work on there with online lectures and like redesigning our mm. manual and stuff like that. So and and you're you're working on the calendar, your new calendar. Oh yeah, which, my- which came out on <laughs> January first. I would love if you had a new calendar of you like I had to pick the poses and you had to be naked. <laughs> okay. Absolutely no. How fucking hysterical. First one is handstand. First one's handstand. You got your tits in your face. No, 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 no. We're not even going to talk about this. And it's never happening. It's never happening. I'm trying to think of one. What's the one, the pizza one or the pretzel one where you put the legs over your head? Oh, um, you want to know the sound? If I had a a calendar, that would be my January. No, it wouldn't. (laughs) Okay. We're not doing, we're not doing that. But no, I, I obviously had 
I still have, like, I'm still, you know, designing the website and uploading stuff. And so it's our YTT is going to keep me really, um, busy, busy. Yeah. It's a busy, it's a lot, a lot goes into the YTT and not to mention that we're doing the retreat prior. So we just have a lot of travel coming up, all things that are really exciting. Uh, we still have spots for YTT you should come. It's going to be a blast. I'm so looking forward to getting back to Nicaragua as it's, it's for me, the, the winter in Chicago is not so much about the cold. It's just the gray and the dark. And I just can't wait to be like in the sun. Yeah. Yeah. I <laughs> Teaching have, in the sun. I definitely have some like seasonal depression, seasonal blues right now. I'm like, it's, it's not helpful that like, okay, all of the work I'm doing is like computer based right inside. now. And I'm, yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's inside. I'm like, I don't even really want to be outside, but at least we had mild weather like on Christmas or whatever. But I have a question for you. This is completely unrelated. Have you had any song that's been stuck in your head recently? Yeah. You want to know? So random Lady Gaga applause. That's so good. A-R-T-P-O-P. Because but why is that been, in my head? Because, I don't know. Probably. I don't know. That's for, weird. Did you hear it somewhere? I guess. I must have. What's yours? Mine. Uh, Blue jeans, white shirt, the <laughs> Lana Del Rey song. Yeah. Why you know, is that you know in your song? head? Yeah, of course. Because I'm seeing someone right now and they're really into Lana Del Rey. And I'm always like, oh my God, Lana Del Rey. But like now I've been like taking a deep dive back into Lana Del Rey. And she definitely does give a vibe. Yeah, but isn't she? The like aesthetic is like very, very... Um, well thought out. I feel like you would appreciate her just for her aesthetic. You would. Yeah, I think it's probably unintentionally my vibe. I think she's like she probably like researches people like me to like oh. create, create a vibe. <laughs> well, I always think it's really interesting too. I think it's really big. People should be like, oh, she's like making up a persona. I'm like, that's what all famous people do. Look at Lady Gaga. I don't know who would make up a persona like mine. If I had to bring a persona about you, it would be challenging. <laughs> Do you ever <laughs> get related to a celebrity? Like, like is I anyone look ever like, a celebrity? like, yeah, like, oh, you look like this, or oh, your personality is like this? When I was younger, and I know you literally think that I'm crazy, but I used to get all the time that I look like the guy from the OC. Which one, Ryan? The one that you think is hot. Adam Brody? People no used to tell me I look like a, you... I'm not even kidding, but I looked different and I looked different in high school. I had very similar hair to what he had. You just told everyone was... I think Adam Brody's out, but it's true. <laughs> it, what does he look like I, now? The same, except like a little bit like aged. I'm gonna look him up. He's a fine wine. I mean, he's a fine wine. <laughs> I really don't do what's he do? He's an actor. Look Is at... he still acting? Yeah, I just haven't watched anything of his since the OC. Um, yeah, but you he, really, really like pretty guys. Like, you that's kind of your vibe. With, like, dark curly hair, yes. Yeah, you're like, oh, they're, like... But you look nothing like that. You are, like, white. It's, like, very white. He's white, too. What the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, but you're, like, blue-eye white guy. <laughs> Is he Jewish? I think so, yeah. He's very Jewish on the OC. I recently rewatched season one. Why do they talk about him being Jewish? Yeah, he Chris Micah, Hello, <laughs> he's wait, like half and okay, half. Okay, wait, Gianna, you're <laughs> watching the OC again? No, I already did. I think over the summer or something. <sighs> Why is that weird? I had, I am the type of person that I hate rewatching anything. So I'm like, oh, I've done it once. Like I never just need to see it again. But it's mm -hmm. been so long that I completely forgot the entire premise and it was like it was like shocking all over again it's like oh this is good what or, was the premise poor marissa i don't know if we should like spend our podcast okay 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 we can do another it, we like... can do another we can do another podcast <laughs> the where we break down the OC. yeah the oc recap show 20 years later <laughs> all right let's get back on track let's get okay. back on track do you have you know it is the new year yeah. And you watched the OC last year. So that was actually, you know, obviously your resolution last year. <laughs> no, but what is unrelated. Uh -huh. What's do you have any like resolution this year? Or like focus? I don't really like the term resolution personally, yeah, no, but like no resolution, but 
I like to choose an intention for the year, like a word that I keep with me. Honestly, it sounds like silly to define it by just using the same word, but that I'm intentional about. And mm -hmm. um, I don't like to force a timeline or like pressure yeah. myself to like achieve any sort of goal. I I really don't like the messaging around New Year's about yeah. like new year, new you, as if like yeah, there's yeah. something inherently wrong with us that we always need to like fix and change and Im improve mm. upon. And I think that, yeah, so my, my, my word, my intention is more personal and I don't mind sharing it, but I think if I had to choose the word, it is trust. Mm -hmm. And I think to me that trust is really linked to like a form of like safety and faith in something mm. bigger and like greater than me. Um, Cause I, as you know, as my friend, and I'm sure some listeners know, like this past year has been really challenging with my anxiety around like my long COVID situation. And so, especially right now, I'm at my one year anniversary of like experiencing challenges with my health and everything. And so I've, I'm trying to get back the trust and safety in my body and like my immune system to like handle challenges because um, that's been the hardest part of this last year. It's like feeling like I have to rebuild a sense of safety within myself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I, think... I don't have any answers though. Like, I, I don't know how I'm going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, I, it's I, the fourth day of the year and I'm failing. I found no trust. Um... <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I'm, I'm trying to do like positive mindset, mindset shifts where I think oftentimes I can harp on like the negative cycles and the fear around things where I'm trying to invest more of my brain space in things that are different, you know, like instead of like using that mental energy to like spiral, spiral into like a, a fear-based thought process. I'm like, okay, what in my life can I use my thought process to like reinforce? Like if I taught or did a practice or whatever, can I spend time thinking about like how present and how safe and how like you know, embodied or whatever the word is, how much of that well, I felt rather than the insecurity of like threat. What it, yeah. You know, like, you know. I also think that you've, but I think that you started doing that towards like the end of the year too. Like you're painting again. I think that you're really focusing on bringing things into your life that make you happy, that bring you joy. And I think that like the, those things are related to to trust and security as well, you know, like not spending the time sitting in a room worrying. It's like, okay, I'm going to put my energy into something that's creative. That makes me feel good that I, you know, was in love with at one point and to fall back in love with it. It's a, a form of catharsis for me, mm. for sure. So this is like a, this will be a whole big journey that maybe as you know, this season progresses, I'll share more about, but I know that it'll be a process for sure. It's just like all managing health-based anxiety, which is like a lot. Mm. So what about you? Do you have an intention? Yeah, you just said it, which is health. That's my mm -hmm. intention. For, um, and I'm like health, uh, I not, not only my uh, mental health, which I've been focusing on a lot. I'm really focusing right now on my physical health too. Mm -hmm. Um. I haven't drank in a couple months. I smoked for many years. I'm not smoking anymore. Um, I'm what? what I'm you, surprised you, you said that on the podcast. I didn't think you would ever say out loud that you were a smoker. Yeah. I mean, why? Yeah. I smoked for a very long time. You and also, you hit nine weeks. You hit it. You hid your for smoking. A long time. Well, yeah. Cause it's embarrassing. You hit it from me. And like, I didn't for how long. Okay, this is actually like kind of years. like, I want to hear more about your intention, but this is kind of a funny like interlude. I did not know Bradshaw was a smoker until we did our first retreat together and like he packed his cigarettes and it was like, like jaw dropped, like you smoke and he mm -hmm. was, you were sneaky secretive, but you like, I grew up in 
a household where my mom was a smoker, like a smoker. pack a day smoker. Yeah. You were never like that. You were no, no, a nighttime, no, no, no. nighttime, nighttime only. Like, so like you were able to yeah, kind I of would, like, hide yeah, a mask. Yeah. For me, it was just like, like at night, have a cigarette. It was like my, it was like my one thing for stress, you know, stress relief. Which For how long? How long? Like years. when did you I start? smoked since 16. Do you remember why you started? Yeah, I was in theater and I was just with a bunch of people that were older than me and they were smoking and I just started smoking. I also at that time, at that time suffered at the like at, with so much. I was I, looking back. It's like no wonder I started smoking or why I was like someone who got addicted to smoking is like mm-hmm. I was suffering at the time with so much anxiety yeah. that like it was a. Uh, smoking is a is a is a instant quick relaxation mm-hmm. um while you're doing it <laughs> yeah and then your blood pressure it has you know ov- obviously all these horrible effects but it was like a tree it was like a, um, a way for me to escape from my stress yeah so how do you feel now without both of those vices oh my god so much better well I can, I'll share this too. I don't mind sharing with this. I think these are things that a lot of people deal with. My blood pressure was really high in March. Mm-hmm. Um, very, very high. And hypertension runs in my family. And um, I don't want to go on Medicaid. If, if it's something that I can like bring my blood pressure down by not drinking, not smoking, eating better, sleeping, mm-hmm. drinking water. I wanted to do all of those things first before going on medication. Yeah. Because I just didn't want to go on Medicaid, you know. If I have to, I have to, because sometimes it's just genetic. And again, it runs in my family. So at mm-hmm. some point I may, but like, if I can, you know, yeah, not I, I... go on medication, I prefer not to. So uh, I actually went today, I talked to you about this and my blood pressure is way, way down, like 30, 30 points down, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. 35 actually. So a little great. high, but like nothing compared to what it was. Mm-hmm. So I think that for me, 34 going to be 35 in a couple months and I'm not I'm not someone who's like oh my god I'm old but I'm getting older wait you're only 34 (laughs) yeah I thought you already were 35 yeah that's why I can't put Ikea furniture together that's a whole other topic it actually infuriates me (laughs) I can't even tell our audience I'm like I can pay you in blocks okay whatever I'm a baby I don't want to talk I don't want to here's the thing I talk, Gianna thinks like, oh, I should put this stuff together. I'm going to say one thing about this. I don't want to. I don't want to learn. I don't want to. I do not want to put IKEA furniture I don't together. Care I'm, that if you, I can pay someone is, to do it, I'm going to pay someone to do it. No, I don't mind. And who am I to like mind anything? Pay someone to do anything you want. But here's the thing that bothers me is that somehow, some way you get people to just help you for free. That is not true. My, like, I feel like Brad has a little friend. cough and people I run paid, over with tissues. And it's just true. like, that like, is not who true. are you? Why are you guys that is not fucking true. wiping his ass? No one's wiping my ass. This come from Gianna, who is being unkind right now. Yeah, maybe I'm um, unkind, but the world is not fair. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Okay, we're getting back to my topic. Um, Your so, intention. yes, I'm 34. I'm 34 and I can't put Ikea furniture together and I cry every night. No, um, <laughs> I, so I, I think my intention again has been more health related. And again, I am only 34, but like, I, I want to be healthy. I also want to be a representation of what I'm teaching. And I'm not saying that like, I'm going to like, you know, go green and stop eating meat and be a vegan and meditate yeah. for 10 hours. I'm not saying that, but I want, want to, I want my health and wellness to be in the forefront of my, my mind. 100%. I think so this is I actually... think that that's something that's really been challenging for me over the years is like the struggle of addiction and teaching yoga. Mm-hmm. So um, this is something I don't mind sharing because it's something I've spent a lot of time working through in therapy. And so I think that it's um, I'm just at this point where I feel ready to like really live that focus on my health, focus on my practice, focus on my mindfulness, focus on working through my trauma. I just feel like I'm, I'm in a spot right now where again, my focus is health. Yeah. Um, well, I'm really physical, proud of you. Mental. I know I've Thank told you. you privately, but I am really proud of you. You've been making like really big strides. And also I think the last part of what you said is really relatable, not just mm-hmm. for me, but I'm sure other yoga teachers out there. I, I know for me, I felt at times like pretty fraudulent, like as a mm. yoga teacher where I, I know with, you know, my health anxiety and everything I went through this last 
past year where feeling like I haven't fully been able to use all of the tools in my tool belt effectively to like manage some of those anxieties and struggles made me feel like fraudulent showing up Mm. and like, Mm -hmm. you know, walking into a room and being like, okay, now let me help you all with like your. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You get it. but I would like to add like another thing layer to that, which is like, as a yoga teacher, I want people to come to my class that are sm- still smoking cigarettes, still dealing with addiction, still, you know, I'm like, I want people in my class that are real people. And I, cause yeah, I, I have worked, I have worked with at studios where like, oh, people are like, oh, I saw them smoking a cigarette. It's like, why are you judging them for smoking a cigarette? Like people, mm-hmm. life is hard. We all have our addictions. Some are more like, I've been thinking about, I've been thinking about this a lot, which is like, you judge someone, it's very easy to judge someone smoking a cigarette on the street, Mm -hmm. but you're less likely to judge them when they go to Starbucks and get a Trenty, you know, (laughs) fucking drink with 10 pounds of sugar and milk, which Mm -hmm. is not good for you. You know, you could say equally as bad for you. So Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't care what you're drinking, smoking, drink, you know, whatever you're I just want people to come and practice and feel better about themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think and also- provide a space where none, like none of those things are judged. And if you're someone out there that's a yoga practitioner and you're judging other students for doing those things, you should you should look inside and see why. Mm-hmm. I I agree with you. I think I have two responses to that. I think that um, on one end, people who are real people, as you call them, like we all have our own struggles, our own Mm. um, samskaras, you know, those cycles Mm. that we're trying to break out of. We all have a unique story around us. And I think when you come in exactly as you are, you are more um, maybe impressionable. I don't know if that's the Mm. right word, but like these are people like they're more impressionable Mm. to the teachings of yoga. And I think it's a very, very very um, important role as a teacher to like be a good impression on those people. Whereas if you had like a more uh, advanced student in a way where like they vote, you know, they're practicing ahimsa and spadhyaya and they're doing all these things to like, you know, walk the yoga path in essence. Yeah, that brings up a interesting point, which I think that in the yoga practice, we have the pranayama, we have the physical practice of yoga, we have the yamas and niyamas. And I think that when you say like walking the yoga path or uh, following the yoga journey, I I believe that with all those limbs, everyone's path and journey looks very different. I agree with you. So one person's exactly. And like, so what one, one person's yoga path. It's like, oh, well, they're vegan and they're meditating for two hours a day and they're practicing pranayama. It's like they could still be faulty in another in another limb. You know, they could yeah, be very unkind to other it. people. We've yeah, seen it even sure. in the industry with other teachers and, you know, the for dark sure. Side. Yeah, the dark, the dark side, the dark sided yoga teacher. Um, yeah. But yeah, so I think that. Again, I don't know, yoga journey, as you get older, I I don't know if you experience this one, it's like the deeper, the sadness, the deeper, the beauty. Mm -hmm. And also, um, that gosh, I am not here to judge anyone. I'm just trying to figure out it for myself. I already have enough issues with myself and like Mm -hmm. so many questions of what's right and what's wrong and how to do things. A lot of the time it's just like, I just, I do my best to be inquisitive Mm -hmm. and not judgmental. Mm-hmm. and keep an open mind. I agree with you. And this like brings me to the second point I was going to say, I was like thinking of what you were saying from, from like the lens of like how we can impact our students, but also mm-hmm. from another lens of just like as a yoga teacher, I don't know if you've ever felt this way, but when I first started practicing and I know I was really young and impressionable, but I always had this sense that like yoga teachers have it all figured out, you know, yoga teachers, they're meditating all day, eating healthy. I would say it's the opposite of that. (laughs) Well, well, right. We've seen those, we've seen those like memes or like, what is it? Like 
we do yoga because we're crazy or whatever. Do you mm. remember like that yeah. whole meme thing that came out? Which I I don't like the word crazy, but maybe anyway. it's because I've seen the other side. I I agree with you, G. Like you kind of like put your yoga teachers on this pedestal. I was also really younger. Like I was in my early twenties when I started practicing, so I think I was more naive to just like the world. But Same. I think it's like like any world. It's like then you kind of you the curtains get pulled back. Mm -hmm. And you're like, oh, these are literally just normal people. <laughs> but that's exactly what I'm saying. So like yeah. when you say you want to have students that are real students, like oftentimes I find myself when I say that I'm being fraudulent, like mm. having to fight that own narrative is like, I don't have to be perfect. I don't mm, have to have mm. it all figured out. I don't have to be this role model of no, like no, no. No. holiness and purity. I'm like, I mm. literally can like show up and be like, Hey, I'm really anxious today, but mm. guess what? Like this is real. And like, you can probably relate. And well, that's also, I mean, one of the reasons why I brought up the smoking, it's just like, I'm not fucking perfect. I bet there's a lot of people out here that listen to this podcast that are suffering with addiction, maybe suffering with smoking and quitting smoking. Like that's mm -hmm. a real thing. I mean, yeah. like I, I would much rather my, like my teachers or the people that I surround myself with be imperfectly perfect. Mm -hmm. And it's, I think almost more adorable admirable when you can you know hear the things that we're saying or like Absolutely. like like know know that they're you know that we're all in kind of good company in mm -hmm. essence like working through our own things because I am very weary this brings up an interesting point it's coming up for me it's like when someone seems to have it all together especially a mm -hmm. yoga teacher that's mm -hmm. calm and serene and oh I'm like, there's something wrong. Yeah. Is that bad? Well, is that, is, do you think know. that's negative? Well, I think it, that could in a way be like, um, is it like a mirror like un, to myself? Un, like untrusting or something? I don't know, but I, I, like when I see someone who's just like, oh, yeah, and I'm so calm and, oh, yeah, I'm like, no. Absolutely not. Yeah, you no, no, are no, so no, funny no, about no, that. No, no, like no, certain no, no, teachers no. will never name names, but you were just like, oh no, 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 phony, phony. And like when, especially if like students are like bowing at their feet, you're you are it's an automatic no for you. Yeah, I do not. Mm -mm -mm. No, 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 no. Absolutely not. I I, I, I just yeah. I think and one thing I do think I do have, and I, I think I have good intuition. I do. I think I, I have a good gut. So when it comes to like people, when I get a feeling, I'm like, 95% mm, of the time I'm right. Yeah. I, you trust, know, like I, I trust your intuition on a lot of things. You do mm. have IBS. <laughs> so I don't know if I'm you're like, you're like, guy. maybe it's like, maybe you actually do like them. You just have to shit, you know? <laughs> no, no, no. But I, I, I just, I have, I have more um, respect for people that seem real and like, you know, or yeah. Yeah. I think or, that's been, you know, I talked about this and, um, I don't know if we mentioned this in the episode, the year end episode we did in November, but I definitely talked about it on our sub stack about how, mm -hmm. you know, one thing that you said, you're looking forward to releasing from 2023, you talked about releasing shame and I was talking mm -hmm. about releasing fear. And I feel like the antidote to both those things is vulnerability. Absolutely. And, and so, and also what we're talking about right now is like to like, re to remove the mask of like this perfect image yoga mm. teacher is an act of vulnerability. And I think the world just needs more of that. Oh yeah. And I think that when we, we put like on the Instagram, like what are some things you want to let go of this year, like working on, and a lot of people said that there are yoga teachers self-doubt mm -hmm. um imposter syndrome also yeah and there I were think so that... many good responses that we have but an overwhelming amount of responses were self-doubt mm -hmm. so lots of our listeners mm -hmm. you know their intention for 2024 is to kind of let some of that go and i think oh i think oh. i i know that i have a lot I still of self-doubt self do you oh i feel like you don't talk no, about I... it enough I don't talk about it a lot, but I do. I mean, I, I'll give you a really good example just because it's fresh in my head. I taught two classes yesterday back to back. And the first mm -hmm. one I was like, wow, that one hit. That was so good. 
you know, like sometimes you just have one of those classes where like, like the energy, not, it's not just you. It's not just the teacher. It's just like the vibe of the class. Yeah. Like you like everyone feel seems, in flow and it's exactly like, like everyone's yeah. on the same page. Every, you could, the energy feels good. The second class, the un- energy felt off. Um, yeah. You ran out of like, the class and asked for batteries. <laughs> my God. Oh yeah. Jesus Christ. The energies just felt a little off and like, I don't know. Like I felt like I was, I don't know. I felt a little off and I was like, was that bad? Like, was that, did they just have a bad class? Like, did they perceive me as like, you know, not being warm? That's something that I, cause I'm Mm -hmm. like, I, the way in which I teach is like, I teach very, um, I can be very, very sarcastic. Number one. And 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 I'm a very straightforward teacher. Like I, you see me, I'm very straightforward with like how I cue, how I relay information. And I have an insecurity that I will be perceived as aloof or mm. not caring or judgmental or all the above. So mm-hmm. um, I still have those feelings. And I had that feeling yesterday. Also, I can feel more self-doubt and imposter syndrome when I'm tired. And I'm very mm-hmm. aware of that. So I was like, I was, you know, kind of, um, I was spiraling after class, riding my bike. But I've gotten better at just being like Bradshaw the experience is over. Mm-hmm. You've thought about it now for 15 minutes. You're spiraling. Nothing, nothing's being solved. So you need to leave it at the door. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I've gotten, a, and I did, and I've gotten a lot better at doing that mm-hmm. where before for many years of teaching, I would just spiral for hours and hours and hours before I went to bed, which was horrible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what do you think um, was the, the elements that if you had to pinpoint like one element that caused the self-doubt, like what was it about the vibe? Was it? Um, mm. Ah, what the vibe I felt like people, you know, this probably happens to you, Gianna, but sometimes I just feel like people don't like me. Mm. Like people are looking at me and I'm like, they just don't like me. Like my, like my instinct is like, they hate. So this. it's just like an internal negative and narrative. It, of course. They, and it's, and it literally wasn't it's a fact. It wasn't anything. Nothing, nothing. Okay. And the, and the, and two of the people where I thought I'm like, this person really hated the class came up. I'm like, that was an amazing class. Oh my you know, God. That, that, oh, that always happens. happens. Oh, you know, and that I, always happens. So like, I, sometimes I'm like, there, there was another student there too, who was moving at her own, at their own pace, which is totally fine, but it was like two breaths behind. Mm. And I'm like, why are they moving so slowly? Like what, like, you know, then I'm like, then I, you know me, I, I get hyper-focused on things with my ADD. So then I'm like looking at this one girl who's moving too slowly. I'm like, am I, am I talking too quickly? Am I queuing mm-hmm. too quickly? It, you know, do I need to slow down? You know, those mm-hmm. are things that go through my, or there's like, one person who's not doing belly down back bends. And I'm like, why is she not doing like, and I was doing, I planned to do it. You know, I always do a ton of belly, belly down back bends, but this one I did yeah. a lot. And I was like, Oh my God, like, why isn't she doing it? Why isn't she doing it? And I'm like, Brad, she's probably fucking pregnant. Or like, just, like, you, you don't just, know, or like you, I don't whatever know. It is, I'm like, you why just are don't you know obsessing? And you don't have to know. Yeah, exactly. So I think that, that I get like that because I start to obsess about what other people are doing. And I'm like, I, I, I want, I feel like I want to be micromanaging like, and you know this, it's 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 something I struggle with in teaching is like, I'm trying to have an experience. And if someone is, if I'm leading an experience and mm-hmm. I'm expecting people to do X, Y, and Z and they start doing something else, it really mm-hmm. throws me off. Yeah. I had that same experience where I was just teaching a class. There was nothing, like no evidence that showed me that it was a bad class or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But I think I was insecure because- this class typically, it's a new class and it typically only has like five people or less, a very small number of mm-hmm. people. And I think it must've been right before Christmas. And so maybe a lot of people were like squeezing in a last minute, like yoga practice mm-hmm. before travel. So it was a lot more people than usual. And I had gotten really used to um, sequencing for like the regulars that would come to that class. And I have to say that... Um, it's not your power vinyasa class. It's not athletic. It is like, I'll have them like start with a lot of breathing. And, and I think it's, it's just been like a vibe and I like the vibe, but I think I got in my head having more people that I was like, is 
this going to be boring for them? Like, cause if they know me from other places or I used to teach an the power class, yeah, yeah. I used to teach the power class and the energetic class. So I was getting in my own head cause I recognize some of the students that are usually not there. Um, and I was like, Oh, they might be expecting what the, I used to do on such and such night before I moved away. Mm. And now it's different. And then there was like a, a few teachers in the room, which I don't usually get super insecure when other teachers are in my class, but I think it was just a combination of all of this stuff. And the entire time I was teaching, I was in my head about like, is the playlist right? Is the pacing yeah. too slow? Like, mm -hmm. are they feeling embodied? And then I realized like, as I'm still, I'm talking and teaching and leading the room and trying to observe but I have my own well, while you're having narrative. this internal dialogue yeah, yeah and then I'm like okay I need to like let the voice in my head like mm. shut the f up so I can actually just like do what I'm doing because usually I'm very present when I'm teaching and that's like what one of the things I love so much about teaching is how present I feel um but yeah, it was not that. And then after class, I felt like really awful because it was like, oh, I just had this opportunity to like introduce this time slot in this class to all these new people. And I wonder if any of them are ever going to come back because mm -hmm. I wasn't feeling good about it. And then, like you said, like so many people came up to me after and said they loved class. And then I just taught there again, you know, right after the holidays because classes were canceled for a little bit and like almost all of them were back. I was like, wow. Yeah, so yeah. now, so now this well, class I... like has, and I recognize the faces. I try to learn students' names. I'm like, oh, now this class has like a bigger, you know, student base. Cool. And I think that we are our own, or I know that we are our own worst critics sometimes. And I yeah. No, I was just going to say, I think for those that wrote self-doubt or imposter syndrome, you bring up a very, very good point, which is we both had a very similar experience. And that is the imposter syndrome, the insecurity comes from within 95% of the time. So I think that if we, we could give you any advice, it's to learn when you start spiraling and say, hey, you're starting to go off the rails here. The majority <laughs> of this is in your head. This is what I do. You know, mm -hmm. like you are spiraling. So let's take a deep breath and remember that 95% of these issues are issues that you are creating right now. Mm -hmm. And see if you can like put them in child's pose, take a couple deep breaths and then come back. Mm -hmm. Actually, that's really good advice. And I, I learned this from one of my teachers during 200 hour, um, Kelly Brookbank, I'll give credit, but she always said, if you're anxious or in your head while teaching and you just need a moment to collect yourself get everyone's eyes off of you so put mm. them in child's pose put them in a forward fold like let their gaze be away from you in mm. a pose that they could hold so that you can just like breathe for a moment the only thing is i feel yourself. like gaze are always looking at me i know i went to art school we were always talking about the gaze and like those jokes were everywhere. Yeah. Um, but, but more so on imposter syndrome, which I think self-doubt obviously is one of the main causes of imposter syndrome, but I think imposter syndrome, I, it's so much more than self-doubt is what I'm trying to say. Cause I think imposter syndrome, yes, it involves self-doubt, but it also like there's this other element of like never being enough you know, or like never like knowing enough or having the credentials or like feeling yeah. ill-prepared or whatever to like do something. And yes, that comes from self-doubt and lack of confidence and maybe a myriad of other reasons. But I also dealt with that before I even started teaching. And I think something that helped me get through the imposter syndrome was just realizing almost like full circle that like, no one has all the answers. No one yeah. has it all together. Like whatever I do know is valuable. You know, my students will find me. I don't have to like memorize, yeah. you know, every Veda or Sanskrit word and I can still be a good teacher. And so just kind of putting things in perspective and also just like 
doing things scared and just like forcing myself to do it anyway, rather than letting it immobilize me, um, was instrumental in like actually just helping me get over the hump of like actually teaching. And so I don't know if I struggle with imposter syndrome so much anymore, but I definitely will have the self-doubt creep up on me. For sure. And again, I think that that's something that we always kind of, it's not, you just have to be aware of, you know, it's mm-hmm. like, it, it, it doesn't, uh, for me, it's never completely gone away. <laughs> I think in moments of like stress, self-doubt always comes in, mm-hmm. but you've never, you've told me at least is that you've never really dealt with imposter syndrome. No, no, no. I'm a fake it till you make it kind of girl. <laughs> yeah. See, which is interesting for me to hear because it's like you can still struggle with self-doubt and not necessarily imposter syndrome. No, because I think of what where a lot of my insecurity comes from is like people liking me or liking my class. Mm-hmm. I don't have imposter syndrome where like I feel like I don't know enough. I know I don't know everything. Definitely. Yeah. But I f- definitely think I know enough. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't have doubt there. I think one other thing I want to add to you gave the tip of like ending, you know, giving, you said you gave yourself 15 minutes and you're like, Mm. okay, we've already ruminated on this. We're going to move on. But I think also something I just want to add to that is that I, I I like to show myself some like compassion in that moment. And I know this sounds really cheesy where. No, it's like, you. no, that's not cheesy at all. Like, I agree with you, like that class that I had that we, you know, we both just shared our own examples of, like, I gave myself some time to like, think it over. But then I said to myself, you know, Gianna, you did the best that you could in that moment. Like you provided and you could like name a couple of things like, you know, you're learning, you're growing. And like, you know, I just like said it, it's almost like a cheesy little like self-soothing. No, it's, it's literally just like talking to your inner child. It's like the same thing. Yes. You know, it's literally this, it's the same conversation that you're having with yourself. A little Um, positive self-talk, a little mm, bit of love and compassion. Also at the end, something else that helps me is like, you're not doing rocket science. You're not, you're not doing surgery. You know, like, (laughs) you know, I'm not, I'm not saying it's not important or it doesn't matter. It does. I'm just saying like, no one's going to die. Yeah. You know, if you didn't teach the best class in the world, it's okay. And and what's really funny, and Gianna and I, t- I talk about this all the time on the podcast, we talk about sequencing and how to say things and how to not do things. But most people don't even fucking care. They're just like, oh, I, I did the, I did class. Like yeah, literally most people just don't just want to move care. and breathe. Literally and... most people don't fucking care. And then you're like, wow, I'm so self-involved. <laughs> yeah. And it's wild. Our our minds are strange beasts. That's all. Mm-hmm. They are the biggest beast in my opinion. Okay. Side note, like the mind scares me that like I have to stop <laughs> watching like psychological thrillers and things mm-hmm. like that. Like I can't do it. Well, I told I you about what I have to do when I go to bed. I go, it's time to go to bed, everyone. I know I should try. I should try. But my sister said actually that I need to speak to them more compassionately, like you just said, because I used to be like, can everyone shut the fuck up? It's really annoying. (laughs) And I'm just like, hello, everyone. Can you please lay down? Hello, you beautiful people upstairs. Hey, beautiful people upstairs that are destroying my evening. Thank you so much for being there. Yeah. Um, I want to talk about one last thing. In regard to self-doubt and it's just confidence. Like you said, you're a fake it or make it type of person. Do you think that helps breed confidence or do you have any advice on just like cultivating more confidence? I think that that's naturally who I am innately. Well, think honestly, about us people who are not. No, 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 no. I'm, I, that's what I'm just I'm saying. I'm saying that it's just like I've always kind of been like, well, I'll figure it out. Um, were you were the type of child that was just like showered with praise? Is that why you're confident? I I don't think I'm very confident. I have a lot of insecurities. But you just said it was naturally who you are. No, no, no. Naturally who I am is fake it till you make it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> very, very oh, different. Than oh, confident. okay. So you're not naturally confident. I'm naturally confident in certain things. Okay. Well, do you have any advice for us? This is like, naturally, I'm like this is like, I'm like I don't want to go into a deep dive of my psyche. You, um, 
I'm just trying to get some tips okay, for yoga for... teachers out here to cultivate some confidence. Oh, yes. I have a really good piece of advice for you. If you're actually if you're a new teacher, know mm-hmm. what you're teaching. Go in with a plan. That mm-hmm. will give you confidence. Be like, okay, I have a, I know exactly what I'm teaching. Don't overcomplicate it. Keep it really simple. Keep it foundational. Keep it strong. And I think that helps you be confident, being prepared. Mm-hmm. Preparation is big. Yeah. So, and when I say fake it to uh, you make it, I'm not saying, uh, I, well, I, I used to wing it a lot, mm-hmm. wing it like, oh, I'll just make it up. And I had a lot of lack of confidence mm. from doing that. I have way more confidence prepping and knowing I know what I'm going to do when I go into a class. And I also know mm-hmm. how to scale it up and down depending on the, uh, the class and the vibe of the class. So I would say prep. So like have a plan. One, another thing or another way to say that is like, being intentional. And these are things that you are consciously choosing to teach and talk about, then you, then you have to just believe in it fully. You ha- And that will give you the confidence. I have another piece of advice. Less is more. Don't overcomplicate <laughs> <you're> things. Just... <laughs> but... Don't, don't overcomplicate things. Okay, like don't try to do 1 billion things in one class, you know, just keep, yeah. things, like, keep it simple, stupid, you know, like really, simplify it, oh, especially for new teachers. God, 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 God. I, I've worked with some new teachers. I'm like, okay, I, I like what you're doing to simplify it by 35%. And they come back and it's even crazier. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Simplify it. I think people think they have to complicate things in order for them, for them to think that people are we're going to think it's challenging and that's not true. Yeah. Or like to feel experienced. I think people yes. are insecure about their experience. So they're mm. overcompensating with like yes. this like showmanship of sorts. Yes. Of like, let me yes, yes, spin yes. you this way and that way. And then all of a sudden they're like mixing up their lefts and mm-hmm. rights. They're getting mm-hmm. like, they're fumbling over cues. Yeah. But if you can just do they're suffering with anxiety and depression. Yeah. You, if you could just do like <laughs> one thing really well, like yes. a, a simple thing really well, that'll help you build confidence as well. Yes. And then one even once you do thing. those things, okay, you're going to like now give all. Now, I, now I have one lecture. more thing. I have one more yeah, thing, which is like what you were saying, like at the end of the class, you're like, Gianna, you did the best you can. Like take a moment to like get your feet on the ground before you go into the room, take a couple deep breaths and be like, I'm prepared for this. I'm looking forward to this. Mm-hmm. I may be a little nervous, but it's going to be a good experience. Like just positive affirmations before you start. 100%. I love that one. And I think I would even add to it is like, if you're suffering with self-doubt in any way, like to, as part of your affirmation, say something that makes you feel credentialed in some mm-hmm. way. It's like, like you- I did training. Yeah. Yeah. Or like you have been practicing for this amount of time. You are passionate about this. You have mm-hmm. something to offer. You, you know, people. I can... listened to Gianna and Bradshaw's podcast. I went on the retreat. I did their training. I am ready. Things like that. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> okay. Let's play a cancel, explore, commit for 20. This is our first one of 2024. Okay. Okay, so I'm going to read some of the words that we were given on um, our Instagram poll. And these are things that are people wrote in as their words for 2024. Okay, we've got growth, healing, community. Okay, I'm ready. I'm going to cancel community because I have too many friends. I'm going <laughs> to what growth and what else? Healing. I'm going to commit to healing and explore growth. I agree with you. You're Even not though- gonna do community. You're like, I don't <laughs> you're well, like, I, I don't do- want to be around anyone. No, but literally that's what you said. You canceled community. So I agreed yeah. with you. But I know that. I know that what I should do is I should explore community and I should commit to growth and I should let healing go. Cause I've been living all 2023 in this healing mindset. And I think if you keep, yeah, you got to let healing go because you are, you're like too focused on healing that you're actually unhealing. You're hurting yourself. I know. I think sometimes when you like hyper focus, it's like mm-hmm. actually to the detriment of like what uh, you're trying to do. It's like, absolutely. let it be, let it just be natural, naturally mm-hmm. occurring without like measuring every little change. Okay. I have, I have one more thing that's completely unrelated to ask I love you because this is something I think about a lot. 
say you lived in like a beautiful home, you had like a couple acres, like lots of land, beautiful. How many animals would you have? I would have a shit ton of animals. I would have too many dogs. Let's be real. I would have too s- many. at least six cats. I would have six cats and probably four dogs. I don't want to get canceled for saying this, but the fact that you would have more cats than dogs makes me want to reassess our friendship. Why? I'm obsessed with dogs, but dogs are more work. That's true. Dogs are more work. That is very, very true. And it's a good point. But like cats, I don't want to, I don't want the cat people to come for me, but you want a lot of cats. Yeah, baby girl. Because they the thing is, it's like so if you, much. They make me you, so Gianna, itchy. Gianna, I'm Gianna, so itchy. Gianna. I I'm need, itchy thinking about it. I'm actually thinking about you, and I think it's the gonorrhea that you gave me last week, but we haven't known how to talk about that, okay? You have to stop talking about all SDIs on this podcast. Oh, I just want everyone to know I did go to the doctor's table. No one cares. Pressure is no lower, one... And I did get tested for gonorrhea in my throat, in my rectum, and I got blood just taken just for shits and giggles. Okay, no one no one needs to know this stuff. Gianna, they do. Okay, Gianna, I and I just want you... everyone to know that chlamydia and gonorrhea, they go away with a pill. I've taken it. It's not a big deal. All right. Let me tell you more about you ask me a question and you don't really want to hear my answer. You just ask the question so that you could answer it. And Literally I'm over true. I'm over you. I'm over you. <laughs> 2024, I'm over you. Are you gonna cancel me or are you gonna explore me? We're <laughs> gonna <laughs> do a little bit of both. Um, no. I really like this account on Instagram. It's Knuckle Bump Farms. Do you know them? Bracha, you need to follow this account. It's all of the animals. This farm takes in rescues and it's sad because like they save a lot of of um animals but like you will see a lot of them you know unfortunately pass but they're doing great work and i'm obsessed with farmer and the and the animals you have to oh i've seen i've seen it you have to watch but that would be oh my god i've seen it yeah with the the deer that munches on her wrist wait have you seen her emmanuel (laughs) emmanuel don't do it emmanuel (laughs) Emmanuel, <laughs> so fucking funny. But I think that would be me if I had land. I would have every animal. You know, one thing I do think that you and I really connect on, and I do look for some something in like a person is like their love for animals. Yeah, I've always been taught and told you can't trust someone who doesn't like animals. Yeah, because yeah, it's very. I mean, I've said this on here. My sister is just not really an animal person, and it's very, <gasps> very, very strange to me. And I like her. I love her um, too. She's literally the best person in my life. I'm like, that's her, literally, that's her one downfall. We have to so talk That's a to big her downfall. That. That's like a really big one. It's, it's like a character she, and assessment. Nothing, it's, a, it's, a character, it's a character flaw. Let's not lie. You know, imperfectly <laughs> and, perfect. And yeah. we're going to have to talk about this with you. <laughs> but she's like, it's not, she tries. It's she. It's weird. You know, like when you see a dog, you're like, hey, buddy. Like, you know, like my sister's oh, like. Oh, I'm on the floor rolling. Sister, with yeah, them. me too. And my sister's like, hi, Tito. And like they're there with little pets. Yeah. And I'm just like, Anne, it's a fucking dog. Like it jumps on the bed and she's like, oh, I'm like, Anne, it's a dog. It's like, it's <laughs> Wait, a you dog. Didn't grow, you didn't grow up with animals? I did. Well, we had a Maltese, Silas. Um, wait, wait, ask wait, me did what I, ever I had. Tell you? Ask, ask me what I had growing up. Well, didn't you have two cats? I had two cats, two dogs, two bunnies, two guinea pigs, 27 <laughs> hermit crabs, not kidding, one turtle, a parrot that roamed our house free. Yes, his name was Pushqual. He was the greatest. <laughs> With the Pushqual, I forgot. <laughs> I think I want to get, wait, I wait, think wait. I want to get a turtle. I think I want to get a turtle. They're very, they can live forever, but they're very, uh, the tank this gets smelly, the worst to clean. So you but need. But isn't there like an automatic cleaner? Not like that. You're gonna have to get down and dirty and like clean that shit. Do you think I deserve one? Deserve one? You deserve everything in the world. Do you need that in your life? No. Wait, I told you the story. We thought we had two bunny girls. They were not. They procreated. They were all like, fucking the each fucking other. like they rabbits is real. It. What did you do with all the bunnies? This gets morbid really fast. Wait, wait. So, oh, they all died because they were inbred. So there's a lot of incest in our rabbit group. And then like then the babies were being born with like one ear and like one leg. And it was really tragic. And then do you know, do you know that the pregnancy of a rabbit is 28 to 35 days? Well, I didn't know that, but it makes a lot of sense how we wound up with fucking 20 rabbits overnight and they just like kept coming. There was so many freaking Maybe, Well, rabbits. they kept coming. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did I tell you this story? This is really, really bad. So 
we had so many rabbits like once they got <laughs> so like incestuous to the point where like they were not even real rabbits anymore like the yes. babies <laughs> the babies were just dying and so my my mom's heart would like break every time like you know the the little rabbits didn't make it and so she would make my dad go bury them in the backyard and I guess my dad, like, this is so bad, took a box of dead rabbits out to the back to bury, but he forgot. Months later, you know, my dad passed away, but my sister was like playing around the garage and she found this box of dead bunnies and was traumatized. So should I even? All right. Well, happy second <laughs> second season, first episode, everyone. Well, let's talk about the funny thing about yoga. <laughs> I wish that could be my funny thing story, but I... I do have some yoga related ones, but you go first. What's your funny thing about yoga this week? Gianna and I have a joint story. We were doing a retreat in Sonoma and there was a cook and this cook was whack a doodle. Let's call do. her a chef. I hired a professional chef. Literally you go to the website, chef's uniform, all these professional photos. It was looking prestigious, luxurious, phenomenal. Mm -hmm. And However, I have to say, so she... Because we were like a yoga group, she thought that like, oh, we're like chill and whatever. And like, yes, we are. But like she showed up in yoga clothes and I'm like, hey, where is your chef uniform? Like I'm like paying a prestigious price for like the experience of a chef. So from the from the get go, we should have known that something was off. So this woman was literally bad shit crazy. And one one like literally Gianna, Gianna, not me, spends like, you know, weeks, hours prepping all the meal, like figuring everything out, making like sure it's perfect. Working on the menu, every, menu communicating, you, all you know. that. This bitch comes over. She, what kind of <laughs> what kind of pie was it? Okay, so she made, I don't know what it was. Well, do you want me to tell the story? Pie. She made a yeah. pecan pie. We're going to tell it together, she came, whatever. She came over and she opens up the pie and there's a piece missing. And she's like, I love this pie. I gave a slice to my husband. I was, we were like, What? It was so you weird. You cut like, the pie already and gave a piece to your husband? Like you're supposed to like before... come over and cater to us. And like all well, the food not we only paid that, for but we paid for us. all the food. Yeah. We paid for all the food. And she, if something wasn't eaten, she would take it back. Yeah. And meanwhile, like we've done so many retreats. Like anytime we've hired yeah. a chef, like we've paid for all the groceries. We're paying for the time. Like if there was ever leftovers, always be, it would always be wrapped up in the fridge and be like, oh, just in case we, you know, someone wants to warm something up the next day, whatever. Yeah. yeah. No, no, no. She was packaging the leftovers to go. And after this one particular meal, like some people were really full and didn't want dessert, dessert right after, but they're like, oh, I'll just like, you know, maybe I'll have the dessert in a couple of hours, like, or later. And then she would, she would be like, so how many pieces do you want me to leave you? And we're like, leave the pie, just leave the whole pie. Like that's so our weird. pie. And so she, weird. And she, it was so awkward. She was like, raise of hands who wants pie later. And it's like, like, she's like, I want everyone wants the, pie. Everyone wants pie later. She like wanted to wrap up the pie that we paid for to go for her husband. It was so awkward. And not only that, Bradshaw, you're missing the point where she drank our wine. Do you remember? Do you, you know, yeah, then she did. Wait, did she ask to drink or did she just open it? No, she just, well, okay. So this was a retreat in Sonoma. So we had done one day of wine tasting and a lot of the guests bought a bottle from some of the vineyards. And so when we got back, people had like opened their bottles and uh like just the whole group was like again just like sharing and taste testing right before dinner and so the chef's like cooking in the kitchen and she just like keeps coming over to their bottles <laughs> and like pouring herself a glass it was I, so weird i've never experienced anything like this i was like i this is like not in the job description i don't know how to handle this i have to like talk to her and be like Hey. When John and I are looking at each other and we're like, what the fuck is going? Like, it was so shocking that so like shocking. we couldn't even like say like we were just like, what? Like, you're like, is this actually happening? And I didn't know until a guest told me they're like, why is the chef taking glasses of my wine? And then, of course, I'm mortified because I hired this person. Of course, that is something 
something where you would like you wouldn't even expect that to be an issue. So it's also one of those things where you're like shocked, one hundred percent shocked that it's happening. Yeah. So um, you live, you learn. I think we've learned a lot from our yeah, yoga retreats. Yeah. Oh, I've got a song. I got a song. Okay. Then. Well, thank you all for listening. We're so happy to be back for season two. You can anticipate a ton more guests, a lot of great conversations. We feel like we're just starting to chip away at this, you know, podcasting iceberg, so to speak. And we're just happy you're here for the journey. We'll talk to you soon, everyone. Rate, review, subscribe. You know it. Love you guys. Bye. Hi, I recommend sticking your foot in your mouth to anyone. Hi, I don't know the rest of the song. You live, you learn, you breathe. You learn, you learn. I think you messed up the lyrics there, but that's okay. I did. Okay. That's okay. I have to to fart. I'm leaving that in. Bye, everyone.